Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we are discussing ISTPs versus ISFPs. Dave, would you like to tell us a bit about you? Yep, sure. Hi guys, I'm Dave, ISTP. You might have seen me on here before. I'm a frequent visitor to Joyce's channel. Uh, a little about me. Um, yeah, I've been into um, MBTI uh, for many years and here recently into OP. And my full OP type is MFTISE, consume, play, sleep, blast. Um, uh, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to the discussion. I think FI is a really interesting uh, function for me, and it's, it's one I've been trying to figure out for a long time now. So I'm really excited to hear how that works, and hopefully I can learn something during the discussion. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about FI too. And Sheila? Hi guys, I'm Sheila and I'm Joyce's ISFP muse. <laughs> I've been on a few of her um, shows, so always a pleasure to come back. And um, like Dave, I also have been typed by um, OPS and I'm um, double feminine, F-I-S-E, consume, play, sleep, blast. Yeah, we have the same animals. so. Our vibe is similar. You'll be able to pick up the similar vibes. But um, I, yeah, TI to me is also kind of like, you know, that boogeyman in the closet. I, I don't know much about it. So it's like, I'm excited to, to dive into you two a little bit more. Yes, TI is fascinating. I love how your background is so ISFP, Sheila. It has like all your art projects and your your threads in perfectly aesthetic order. <laughs> yes, love a it. lot of SE back there. A lot of the sensory. Absolutely. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mara. I'm an ISTP. I'm a uh, personality blogger at Practical Typing. And after all those acronyms, I feel like I need to say I'm a regular ISTP. <laughs> <laughs> and Mara has one of my favorite typology sites called Practical Typing. She takes like very abstract concepts and she condenses them into very practical, concise, and clear understandings. If you want to like understand Young's work in a very true to Young way and said in a very analytical and accurate way, go visit Mara's site. Dave has a YouTube channel and Sheila has a YouTube channel too. And actually Mara does too. So go check that out, everyone. My first question for discussion for all of you is what is the difference between leading with TI, introverted thinking for ISTPs versus leading with FI, introverted feeling, of the ISFP. Where do you guys notice the differences and where's the similarities? So on paper, it's <clears throat> TI is following, um, doing things that feel reasonable to them. Like it makes sense for me to do this. It makes sense for me to do that. FI is following their value set, what's valuable to them, what's a priority. Uh, so that's the, that's the concept. That's like the abstract difference. So like, but like, on the surface, they don't really look that different. Like if you look at behaviors, it's actually really tough to to look at like an ISFP and an ISTP and really see which one has the TI because the behaviors are pretty like similar. But on the inside, that's where it's completely, completely different. Or I'm assuming I've never been FI before, but <laughs> the, the the being just so caught up in my values and, and things like that would be like, I would be a bit scary, I think. I don't know how I would handle it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got for now. Yeah. 
Wait, I've always seen TI as maybe a bit more detached than FI. Like what, like what Dave said, though, it is kind of hard on a surface level to just spot the differences sometimes. Yeah, I, I feel like um, we have a lot of similarities on the outside because whenever I, I listen to or see a lot of ISTPs, I very much relate to a lot of their, um, I don't, like their quirks um, and their struggle, not struggles, but, you know, just the whole IP struggle. And, you know, we both have the, the identity and then the sensory, you know, right there working together. So I don't think we're that different on the outside, like Dave said. Um, and I don't even know if does ISFP or do ISFPs, do we, do we give off a real feely vibe? Or do we not? It could be, you know, different between each one. But I don't think we're overly um, emotional. So, you know, we kind of keep things quiet. So I don't think we come off like, oh, you know, like really feely too often. Um, so that, that could be a little like, I don't know. But I don't know what the outside tribe is really seeing me as. Like, that's like my biggest thing is like, what what are they seeing when they look at me or hear me? And like, what's their perception? And I just, it's so hard for me to step out of me and look at that. So I don't know, cause I feel like I'm not a, a emotional feely type of person, but being a lead feeler, the math says I am. Yeah, they're very fascinating. So what I got out of this is that like TI for the TI user might feel a little more de de detached. So you mentioned like Sheila, how the tribe, like how the how the group views you. And so I was wondering like, how do ISTPs view how other people see them? And how do ISFPs view how other people see them? And I want to just maybe parse that out. Oh, that's funny. That's what I was just about to say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> yeah, you guys don't seem like feelers at all. I think it's easy to type you guys as TI sometimes because it's like there's you're not you guys aren't like bubbly and quote unquote emotional. I think FI gets misconstrued as being with somebody being an emotional person, which isn't like necessarily the case. Like you know, it's it's value based. It's not necessarily emotion based. Like emotions are, are kind of correlated with that and your ability to process emotions and that sort of thing. But like that doesn't that doesn't translate to you being like hello. My name is Sheila. I'm an ISFP. You know, like you probably won't see you do that. You know, that's not really a thing, right? Um, at least that's my perspective. When I see FI people, they're not like like super emotional. Like they they tend to come off like a bit more stoic to me. I think um, kind of much like how ISTPs come off. You know, a lot of the times. Um, very interested in talking about what they like or what they value. Like when they. Um, Typically, like you'll you'll be talking to an ISFP or something, they'll be very quiet, and then you hit that thing that they like, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they change, and then they are, are like the their their face changes, the 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 way they communicate, and then they're really into that thing that they like, and then you can tell, oh, okay, I found something that this person's interested in. But like, yeah, so that's what yeah, that's the biggest thing I notice is really like. Um, being very open with what they like and what they don't like, and they're very quick to tell you. Kind of, kind of those preferences, you know. Yeah, when you said that, I was just thinking of somebody sitting in a fishing boat, fishing and just waiting and casting out their line, and all of a sudden, 
<laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the right, you know, lure and you, you caught us on what we want to talk about. That's what Effie's doing. Like, okay, this, no, that didn't work. Uh, this one, oh, oh, this one made them upset. Okay, don't do that one, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, oh, it's this one. Okay, cool. Yep. Let's talk about that, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there can sometimes, well, so I guess it depends on the age of maturity. Like, I can sometimes, like, there can be an emotional undertone sometimes at FI Downs. It's not very obvious that I, but like, I also sometimes be able to spot that. But yeah, they will overall come off as more stoic than you classically think for a feeler. Oh, hey. Hey, Jamila. <laughs> I'm so hey. sorry. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> It's awesome to see you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Good to be here. Good, Good to have you. Yeah. I won't be solo now. I have an ally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you, girl. I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Jamila, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? Oh, sure. So, I'm an ISFP. Um, I'm a singer, and um, I'm an Enneagram 4. Excellent. And, and so... How do you approach the the topic, who am I? Like when it comes to like either like clothing or when it comes to your living choices or what you do, your career path, how do you approach the question of who am I? I think like approaching it is like, what do I identify with? Or like, where do I see like my identity? I can't speak for all IS ISTPs, this might just be a me thing. But like, usually it's in like what you can do, like what you're good at. That's usually something very like close to who I am, like what like what skills I have or like how competent I am at something like that. For me, the clothes I wear or like um, the way I look, things like that. That's not really that's not me like expressing myself. Like I don't express myself through clothes. I just wear something that hopefully doesn't look that bad and doesn't get me noticed, right? Um, or things like that. Um, but no, I identify with what I can do. Yeah, I'd say that's the the biggest one for me. I basically agree with that. I mean, I don't really, I don't really ask that question. So whenever I get asked that question, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and all I can do is look into like, well, I guess I do this and I do that. <laughs> um, For me, it's interesting. Like, that's so fascinating that you're like, oh, you are just like, oh, well, what do I do? Because I think for me, I try to actively not think like that and recognize that like I am who I am regardless of what I do or what I'm able to do for others or whatever like I don't know and I guess that's like an FI thing maybe that like people's value in their identity is just what it is and then there are other things that can supplement that that make who they are a more full and like richer person, but yeah. But I mean, even still for me, that question in, in itself is a complex question. And I feel like the last time my husband actually asked me that a few months ago and I just eventually started crying. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I didn't expect this to go like this, but you know, it did. Um, so yeah, it's a very complex question for me. I don't even really know how I would answer it necessarily. For me, also the the things that popped in my head right away were um, 
I just, I just am kind of like a tree is just a tree. It's just there. It's like, it doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. It's just there. And so that's how I feel as FI user. I'm just, I just am. Um, and then it can go out from there. You know, I am, you know, an artist, I am a mother, I am, you know, like a wife, I am a sister. So, um, I can do all the sensory after that. And then, you know, I can do another layer of, I am a kind person, you know, then I can go and tell the adjectives of what, you know, makes Sheila, Sheila. Um, so I, I could go on and on. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just part of an FI savior or, you know, me being later in life and really knowing who I am or if I've always kind of known more who I am um, or fine tuning it. Um, and I also, even though I am, I also will be, you know, and I'm always thinking about the person who I want to be and will be, even though I am, if that makes any sense. Yes, it makes sense to me. <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> And so ISTPs, do you ever think about who you want to be or who you will be or who you aspire to be? No. I think about what I want to do, <laughs> which inevitably is where I eventually want to go, but not necessarily who I will be. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel okay with who I am, whoever I am at this point in time. I think that's fine. I don't have like a specific person I want to be. I think I think the focus is more just being being comfortable that you are what you are, whether it's this or that, or this other thing. Whether I, whatever I become, like I don't know, I don't care. I'm not in control of that so much. I feel like uh, maybe that's also demon and I not looking into the future so much and not wanting to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't. Really, yeah, I guess I don't really like. I guess maybe I don't really think on those terms so much. Yeah, because when you guys say what you do or what you will do, the doing to me is never an issue. Like, I don't ever think about the doing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of a it's kind of a TI's looking for something like explainable to, <laughs> like, um, not physical, but you know, some kind of action to say, okay, this is something that I do, so this is connected to who I am. Yeah, like, would you identify with the type of art that you make or the, the clothing that you make or anything like that? Do you feel like that's you or like you are an artist or you are a hairstylist or, you know, because it's kind of that if, it, if that is a similar, it's kind of a similar thing for us. But usually it's not um, with the same activities, I guess, maybe. No, because I always feel like that's always evolving. Um, and it's always in flux and always changing and I always wanted to change. So, you know, something I create today is not necessarily my goal for down the road, more like, um, you know, I'm perfecting the, the skill versus the outcome. It's like, I put more effort into, yeah, perfecting the, the skill, I guess. So like with hairstyling, um, yeah, it was just more like being, you know, the best cutter or colorist or that I could be, you know, or artist. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, um, 
I don't have an end goal when it comes to where I want to be. I think in my journey when it comes to the creativity, because I just, I, I feel like it's never going to be a final destination. I feel like it's just always going to be, you know, evolving and you'll never be perfect at it. And I don't want to be perfect at it because then it, it's boring once you perfect something or then it feels finished and I don't ever want to be finished with creativity or something I, I do like that. I love the way that you were explaining that. That was great. Okay. I'm like, I'm just looking back at like two, four, eight deer and headlight eyeballs looking at me. I'm like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> it made it made total sense. Um, Cause I, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm stuck. I'm trying to like figure out like a, a, a way to differentiate you guys. I was wondering about like how you guys view like your process like, is it a personal process when you guys are creating? Like, whether it be like Sheila, you do art, and Jamila, you sing, you know, Dave, you do handpan, but I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know how seriously you take it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> when, um, and Mara, like, you create uh, website articles. What is your process? How personal does it feel? What is it like to, to make something as you? It doesn't really feel very personal to me. When it does, it feels awkward. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I probably have a lot more of a technical approach. But I guess if we're on that subject, I know an INTP who created videos. And it was funny because I know FI DOMS who will talk about like, it almost sounds like for them, it is a very personal, like I'm showing a, like using a piece of myself to create this type thing. Whereas he described this very detached, let me analyze what people like and what they're going to respond to. And then let me create that. And it was just a very detached, like not connected to himself in any way, just purely let me observe what these people like and just make that. I had an FP friend where she's an artist and she makes art. And the thing is like, sometimes like she won't want to like sell or give away her art after because it's like giving away a piece of you that like you put your heart and soul into making and now it's weird to give it to someone else because there's an attachment to it because it's like an extension of your soul or something. Yeah, I know when I've made things, if I'm making something without the intention of giving it to somebody before I start it, it is a lot harder to let that go. But if I already know, you know, I'm making X for, you know, Sally, then I, the whole time I'm making it, I can detach myself from it. But the other way around, if I just all of a sudden like, oh, I want to create this and I create it and make it. And then I'm like, oh, I love it. And I'm like, oh, I want to keep it. I don't want to give it away, you know? So I do very much um, feel that way. But, you know, I, I do give away stuff that I don't want to um, or sell it or, but it, it is a little more personal. I'm kind of like, here you go. Yeah. Be nice to it. Yeah, I know for me, like, I'm very similar, but because, like, my main form of, like, art right now, other than singing, is songwriting, and I like to write songs for myself, and I also like to write songs for other people, and with that intention, it's always going to be that 
I'm going to be giving it away to some extent. And obviously some songs are more personal than others, but like I understand the end goal. But also, and this is kind of diving into something a, a little more nuanced, but like I, um, I don't really share what I work on with hardly anybody. So the very, very, very few times I do, it's like I'm super sensitive to criticism um, because it's like they're criticizing me and it's like, I like put my heart on this page type of thing. So that's something I have to always kind of differentiate when people criticize, you know, obviously in that healthy and helpful way, criticize something that I've done, understanding that it's constructive and it's not like a personal attack. Yeah, and, and for a lot of things that I will create, I'm already my biggest critic and I'll be like, oh, there's a little flaw there or I could have done this just slightly different. So I've already like beat myself up over most of the things I've made. Um, so when somebody, if I do put it out there, like, you know, somebody's like, oh, I see it's a little crooked there. I mean, most people don't do that. Um, I'll be like, yeah, I know I screwed that up or something. Um, so I run through these scenarios a lot, I think, to prepare myself for the tribe criticism. Um, and if I ask for it, then I obviously I'm like, you know, embracing myself. I'm like, okay, I can take it. I'm a big girl. And then they tell you something, you're kind of like, ooh, you know, that one hurt, you know? And But um, for the most part, I'm pretty... Um, like balance when it when it comes to criticism because I've already critiqued the crap out of most things I do. It, it's usually out of left field. If somebody all of a sudden launches a bomb and I was like way taken back, yeah. that's when I'm kind of like, whoa, you know. But um, I think if I haven't processed it in my pretend mind already, that's when it's harder. But usually. I, I'll process a lot of the um, bracing of me and the tribe often. I'm more in control of it, like kind of like what you were saying, Sheila, like, okay, I prepared myself and I know that I've literally kind of done everything that I see. So let me see if there's something that I'm missing that somebody else is seeing. Then it's like, I'm way more receptive of that than I just want to show you what I have so far. And then you just start telling me all these things you don't like. It's like, I didn't ask you for that. I just, it's still a little work in progress or something. So, yeah. So for you ISTPs, then when you are creating something, are you, are you using your FE, you think a lot and wondering if the tribe's going to appreciate it or if they're going to respond well to it, or do you just, create something because you want to? I probably think quite a bit about how it's going to be reacted to. Yeah, like if I'm making something, I don't I don't think about if people are going to like it or not. It's pretty much just if I like it. And that's because if I try to make something that I think other people will like, I, I literally don't know how to do that. Like I, it, it doesn't, I can't really be creative. And I, I feel like I'm just copying other people's stuff or I'm just like, this is in the context of making music, by the way. If I'm talking about making stuff, usually it's like electronic music. But um, so I, I have to go by my own preferences because those are the only preferences I know. I can kind of guess what people like, but it just doesn't come out good if I'm like focused on, you know, how would people view it. Now, when it's done, then I care. Then if I sh if I just show it to somebody, like eh, okay, I hope he doesn't hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like 
it, the design process is all me when I give it out. I do really care if people uh, like it or not. I think maybe with, I don't know. Okay, so for me, like, if, if it's not somebody's taste, like, that's fine. That That's not going to, like, trigger me. So it's like, well, this is not my, really my thing. But if, um, I guess I want to be seen as competent, or at least want them to hear it and be like, oh, this is a well-made song. Whether they like it or not is like kind of based on their preferences and I don't care, but I don't, I guess I don't want the music to sound like it was made by an amateur. I think that's the, probably the most thing that I'm afraid of, but obviously I do like it if people also like it too, but, but yeah. Would you say that as you're making it, it's like, I don't want to say emotional, but like almost like an emotional experience or like, how would you describe your process when you make things and like, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not a very like, a, like emotional process, I would say. It's more like, it's very reactionary. I don't have like a set process or anything. I just start with one sound and it's like, oh, this sound reminds me of this thing. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, this kind of reminds me of this thing. Oh, wait, this, okay, I'm getting a picture in my head. This reminds me of like a, a swamp somewhere or something, like, or just whatever, you know? And then I add things that make sense with the swamp picture that make it more of a swamp or whatever. And then maybe it changes. Oh, it's like a, it's like a happy swamp. Okay. Okay, great. I'm going to add like, you know, these little um, bell like chords on top of it. Not, not the best example, but so it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of emotion where it's like, do I like this? Do I don't like this? Does this remind me of something? Does it not remind me? But I'm not like trying to like express an emotion, I guess. And I'm not necessarily feeling emotional when I, when I do it. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. How is it like for you, Jamila? Yeah, I feel like emotional might be a little bit of a strong word, but um, it definitely, it kind of depends. Sometimes I just might get a melody and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do with this melody? Or sometimes the same would be with lyrics. Like I might hear, like in conversations, somebody might say like, oh, I can see the sun in your eyes, like the reflection of the sun in your eyes. And I'm like, oh, that's the lyric. I got to do something with that one day. But then other times, like, you know, I might be actually pulling from real life experiences. And it's like, I literally need to pour this on a page because it's in my body. It's not really very effective. But I think that the most, I guess, emotional part of the whole thing would be performing it more so than the process of it itself. Um, yeah. Yeah, and for me, like when I create stuff, um, you know, it's not like lyrics that, you know, are an emotional, like sometimes, you know, when you hear a lot of musicians, you know, they're, the lyrics are very emotional. And so when I'm like, you know, drawing or sewing or doing any physical thing with my hand. It's it's usually not an emotional process of um, me taking my emotions and putting it into words. You know, like for me, a lot of times when I'm stressed or upset, I will do the whole, you know, making the thing while I'm working out the emotions, it's like, that's where I like to just go shut my door, you know, drop like zone out and, and do my thing during it, but I'm not putting the emotions onto the page or I'm not putting the emotions onto the article of clothing I'm making. So 
in that aspect, that's not like emotional, but I think it's the time and the energy and my skill and my creativity that I'm putting into that. That's what I feel like I'm worried about getting judged on is my ability to do the thing. But I think if I was a musician and writing my emotions out, I think that would be a different realm. I feel like it would be a different realm. Very, very fascinating. My next question for you all is, when you enter a new city or you hear a new song, how quickly do you know that you like or dislike it? Like if you meet a new person, like how quick is that response? Like you knowing where you stand and, and your feelings towards that thing? Like 10 seconds. <clears throat> Usually it's pretty quick. Usually you can tell. Like, least, yeah, with music, it's I just listen to like 10 seconds and then just say to my Spotify, okay, I know I'm going to like this, you know? With people, it's also it's like fairly quick, I think. You can kind of tell if you, if you're if you jive together, I guess, right in the beginning, I think. If you if you visit like a new city, that one takes a bit longer because I don't feel like there's it's hard to get like the vibe of the city when I first like enter it. So like so yeah, I guess it depends on what example, but like for the most part, and I think like ISTPs get I think there's a misconception that we don't know what we like. You know, or we're bad at telling what like we what we um, what we were into, and I don't think that's really the case. I think both FI and TI both know how to do that. Maybe like uh, maybe the process is different, or maybe there are the reasons why like that you like it, or maybe there is a reason why you like it rather than just liking it. But I don't think that there's a division between the two deciders there. But I have talked to a few ISTPs that have um, some issues knowing what they like. It can depend on the realm of the like, whether or not I'm actually gonna know. Cause like, I mean, yeah, so with music, music is pretty easy. Music's pretty quick to tell. It's steady and no idea. Um, <laughs> people could depend on, on how quick you can get a read on the person. But but there, there are some things, like I wish I could pull an example right now and I can't, but there are some things where I get, where I kind of figure out that I really don't know what I like in that specific area of stuff. And I don't I can't quite pull an example at the moment. But like I'll get family member comments like like how can you never know what you want? So for me I think it's a little different for at least the three um examples you use. So for people I it's pretty like how Dave said like 10 seconds I can kind of just tell how I feel about them or like their vibe or whatever. Um, for music, I'm a little bit more patient with music just because I find like halfway through I'm singing along and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that I was liking this song, but I mean, I guess it does affect me somehow or, you know, maybe, you know, it just went in a different direction or sometimes, at least for me, I might have to hear the song in the context of like the whole album or something like that. And so I'm a little bit more patient with music, although typically I, I do know like genre rides or style wise, like what I prefer. In terms of a new city, I just am excited to go to a new city and I will find something that I like regardless. So how much or how little, you know, that just obviously depends, but I'm excited about the idea of being in a new place and finding, you know, 
just the beauty and the inspiration that it has there. Yeah, I'm very quick on all fronts. Um, and even like, you know, walking into a store, you know, I'll like take a look into a store and like say I'm out shopping for clothes or something. And I'll just like quick, like scan quickly and I'm like, oh, there, you know, and I'm like, boom, over there and looking through and I can just quick go through a whole rack of clothes and, you know, and be like, nope, yes, no, yes. You know, where somebody else might pull something up, be like, what do you think of this? Is this cute? Do you like this? I, I don't know. You know, like, I'm just like, oh, hate it, like it, I hate it, like it. And, you know, right away. But um, people, yep, same and I would use the word vibe too. It's like the minute, you know, I'm like vibing with the person or laughing and having fun. And it's like, you just, you know, or the minute they walk in the room and they're, they're kind of, you're like, well, I don't know about that one. Um, so just, and then with a city or a new place, I almost feel like I prejudge a lot of things based on what I know I already like. Um, and so I like when I'm pleasantly surprised, but usually I'm already like, okay, if this is going to be a busy city with a lot of people and noise, I know that's just not what I like. I'd rather be, you know, in a woods, quiet, you know, with nature. So I've already, you know, prejudged a lot of those um, situations and sometimes people I prejudge. I'm like, oh, this person looks like this type of person. I bet I won't like them. And then if I'm pleasantly surprised, I'm like, ah, oh, I guess I was wrong. So um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if just all my life experiences that I'm more apt to prejudge or if that just comes with, you know, people in general. We just all have these ideas of people or things or areas that we already are judging or maybe I'm just a judgy person. <laughs> I've had um, my other FI friends talk about like that concept of prejudging before too. It's like when you're around a person, you kind of have like a sense of the times like that they remind you of like the, the people that they do and it might cause you to like judge them prematurely. I wondered if that was like, is that like just an FI thing or is it like a like a JI thing, like TI and FI, like how, so what I'm saying is like, so how do you, you TI users experience like prejudging things? How do you guys prejudge things? Is it the same process as Sheila described or is it a little different? Like say you're going to a, a get together and say it's like a costume party are you already prejudging the experience because you know you like costume parties or you don't like costume parties or you're like, oh, great, now I got to dress up or these people are like that example? Um, I mean, a costume party specifically was stressed me out, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say that I don't prejudge the experience, but I guess if I have a specific negative experience with it, that might not be the case. So you must go through the feelings then, right? Yeah. Like I've already like, say I'm going to this costume party. I love costume parties. I love dressing up. Um, and be, so I'm already experiencing this emotion like, oh, I get to dress up. It's going to be fun and people are going to be happy. And like, I'm already like thinking about the, the emotions that are going to be part of the party. So 
you as TI, do you think about those emotions at all? Or you just think about the uh, making you sound all like like not emotional, um like just the process of the party, the walking in, like yeah, walk me through like you going to a costume party. Yeah, um <clears throat> I guess I well I would think about okay, what am I gonna wear? Like what would be something that looks okay? Something that's easy to to do. It's something I don't have to put a lot of effort in the costume because I'm not really a big costume guy. I just want a costume just so I'm not the only dude without a costume. <laughs> uh, and I think about, okay, who's going to be there? Is anyone I know? How big is it going to be? Um, who am I going with? Um, so a lot of people stuff. Um, do I think about like the process of going there? What it's going to be like? What I'm going to be? What I'm going to see? And uh, no, not really, because I feel like I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> you know. Um, and then as far as like any emotions that no, but there's like some some as some things that like I have like emotions tied to. Like going to festivals, I do. Because I've just had so many great times at festivals. So I also feel like when I think of going to a festival five one planned, I do like feel those emotions that you would have at a festival and I think, oh, it's gonna be great. Um but yeah. I don't know. I hope that answers your question. I don't know if that was very clear, but Sheila's question like fascinates me because it is actually like, um, I've had other FI friends mention similar things before. When I'm talking about introducing them to like a new friend or something, they have like a visceral type of emotion towards it. So it's almost like they're trying to like simulate their expectation emotionally of that event. And I know everyone does that, but the specific way FI users do it is a little different. And so my question for all of you is like, how visceral are your emotions? What is uh what does visceral mean? Thank you. That's the tool. Thank you. Because Joyce is too smart for me. Like almost animalistic. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Sheila said, like almost animalistic primal. I didn't know. I just feel like I'm being like burned by like a hot iron or something. I'm like, ah, I don't like this. Like <laughs> but I'm not like in a ah, not like in a like a, they're not they don't have control over me. They're like just being infected with something and I don't like it. You know, it's for negative emotions, obviously, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm happy again today. It sucks, you know, like, but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't feel like I'm, it's animalistic, I guess. I don't know. In any way, it doesn't feel like I'm overcome with it. It feels like I can feel it, but it's it's somewhere off to the side, and I'm trying to slowly push it out of, out of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes a little while to, I think, process my emotions, and I try not to really think about them. <laughs> But like, obviously, yeah, that that's not like, I mean, like I'll laugh and I'll smile and all that, like obviously with what I'm doing, but like any kind of deep emotions, I don't really like to think about that often. And then sometimes it'll hit me like a hammer. Yeah, I, um, I think I would say that, cause they, you were saying that, you know, they don't control you. I feel like my emotions, like I am my emotions. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like I have a, a, a decent amount of control over them. I just feel like a lot of like what I experience emotion-wise makes up who I am and how I view the world and the decisions that I make. Um, 
even if simultaneously it's not like I'm I'm just thinking about things or making decisions, I should say, just based on my feelings, but like I still can think logically or think long term, like okay, I'm feeling this way, but like, what is the actual best way to go about this? And then of course, the best scenarios are when I can kind of merge those two thought processes together. Um, so yeah. Well, that's like the, the, the perfect marriage, right? If you can use both, yeah, you're good to go. Like, it's not good to use just TI, like then you're just a robot, right? You know, yeah. Like you don't want to use just FI because I mean it might be fun or it might be whatever, but like, who knows where you're gonna end up, right? You know, you know, so you gotta like, yeah. And I think that's why I'm assuming that's kind of where we're all trying to get right. Like you guys are trying mm -hmm. to use your team more often. I'm trying to use FE more often. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I thought I would. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, for me, with my feelings, um, I. I also feel like I have a good grasp of them, but I also feel like they are front and center um, as a, a constant, like bubbling, burning, you know, it's, it's just like this, that just that little ember all the time. But like, even, you know, with just simple things, like, you know, in the morning when I make my cup of coffee, I'm just like, ooh, hot cup of coffee. And I'm just like happy. And it makes, you know, I make, you know, like the warmth of it. And I'm excited to drink it in that first sip. And I'm like, ooh, I love coffee and my cream. And then I'm just sitting there happy going, ah, oh, life is good. My cup of coffee is good. I get to start the day. And so it's just that constant humming of happy, emotional, um, sensations all the time like um just in everything i do even mundane stupid things i'm just always like it's just yeah it's just always like this little engine that's like humming kind of like a cat purring all the time it's like that's just how fi feels it's just like that purr i don't know <laughs> i can't i i'm sorry i don't know but it's just the constant, like. <laughs> it's relatable, I think, even, even to us. <laughs> like we all have our moments, like, ooh, like, oh, this is nice. Like, I feel, I feel great. The sun is shining. I have my favorite. Okay, we'll say coffee. You know, I've got my, my sweatpants on, which are my favorite comfortable things to wear. I've got my blanket over there. I just got that's like perfect for me, and just you just kind of bask in it, right? Yeah, and it's just the constant, like, knowing you're in that emotional, um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like, that makes sense, though, yeah. Yeah. So, Sheila, are you, like, um, trying to explain, like, how you're, like, you, you? there are a lot of moments where you're just emotionally bathing in your experience? Um, yeah. So it seems like with the ISFP's answers, like there's more control over the emotions, like the more deliberate process, or like it seems like that's I'm 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 making assumptions here. Let me know if I'm wrong. But um and and so like for the ISTPs, it sounds like more like sometimes it just happens to you and you're like like your emotions like I don't know, you talked about like how it's like a hot stove and you kind of like 
dealing with like I, I don't know like it it happening to you like it's biofeedback I don't know yeah like how so, Dave explained it thoughts? it was like a hot stove where he went to touch it and was like ouch where for me it's just this nice warm like ember that's con a nice constant glow or giving off that nice warmth all the time where it doesn't I'm never like burned by them you know like very rarely will they take me off my rocker like all of a sudden I'll be like whoa where did that come from it happens I mean you know it's not like I'm this master puppet controller of all my emotions but it's very 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 rare that I'm ever um caught off guard by them it's like it's like, I, it's like oh, being a parent of a little kid where you already know you just look at him like oh I know he's gonna do this where you just know your feelings are already gonna go there no. Do you feel that way with negative emotions? Like you feel anxiety? Do you feel like a warmth from that or like a comfort from it or? <laughs> um, well, I, I used to live in the anger a lot. I'm like, I can go to anger pretty easily. Um, and it doesn't scare me. Um, it might scare some people around me when it comes out and be like, whoa. But um, I've... I usually like, even when I'm super angry and I think I'm losing my mind in the anger, I'm still kind of aware of what I'm feeling and doing and saying. And very rarely will something come out of my mouth that I didn't mean. Usually if I, if it's coming out of my mouth, I mean it, even I know it's gonna land and hurt, um, which I've always had to work on some of my anger over the years, which I do have a, a good grasp of it, but it's, um, yeah, I'm never like afraid of any emotions. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really afraid of any emotions either. And we're both fours, so that's like a double whammy, like fours live in like the negative emotional space or whatever. So like, I'm not really afraid of my emotions. I, I don't go to anger a lot though. Just because, yeah, I'm, I can be pretty irritable and I can get sad. Like most of the time, if I'm angry, it's going to go to sadness. So like I'm more familiar with sadness and stuff like that. Um, but it's still kind of, it's just funny because when you asked the question, I was thinking, well, actually, yes, like negative emotions are comforting to me in a way. I feel like in a lot of ways they feel just as, but really more authentic than the positive ones. So like, there's like this running joke with me and those closest to me that like, I always wanna make people cry. Like, that's my goal is to get you like, so into whatever that you're just like crying. And I'm like, we had a breakthrough. Like, let's just do <laughs> this, like, it's great. So yeah, it's just is kind of whether it's negative or positive, it's just a constant of me being in control of yeah, my feelings. Um, and like Sheila said so eloquently, no feelings scare me really of my own, obviously. But yeah. 
I don't like feeling anxious though. I think that's probably the most uncomfortable feeling for me is feeling anxious, but everything else is just kind of like, okay, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling this, I'm just gonna like ride this baby out until I feel like it's ridiculous for me to keep riding it out. So you said you feel like you're in control of your emotions. Is that like, does that also mean that you're able to like change them when you need to? Like, are you able to, to shift emotions? Is that something you're in control of as well or? Yes and no, I think it's just, it's like, it's funny she said purring. So it's kind of like a pet. So it's more about taming it and understanding when, like I said, I'm being ridiculous. Um, however, I think the way that I control my emotions is like a lot different than how an FE Dom would control their emotions, right? Because it's so much more about like, oh, this is how I'm going to present myself to other people for whatever reason, if he does what it does. But for me, it's more, I think, like that type of thinking for me is not completely natural. Um, and so I have to, I've had to practice that, like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but I need to present myself like this. And thankfully, like, and Thankfully, it works in the sense of like fake it till you make it. Like if I'm having a bad day, but like let's say I have to go to a party later, like by the time I'm at the party for like 10 to 15 minutes, I'm fine. Um, after, you know, even if I've, if even if I walked in in a bad mood, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna put a smile on my face, da 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 da. Eventually I'll be okay. I could probably sit in my sadness, but once again, that would be ridiculous. Like I'm at a party, there's music, there's food. Like, what am I doing? Um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I remember you, Jamila, like, like there's been occasions where like, say my husband and I are on a, on a, a trip going to a party and we're in the car, like fighting, like, screaming and yelling or walking up to the door screaming <laughs> fighting and then all of a sudden I can switch and be like yeah. okay I'm not going to when my friend opens the door I'm choosing to not bring them into my crap you know it's like yeah. I switch it um but it's hard like it's like but then I'm just kind of like okay I I I can compartmentalize those emotions be like okay i'll deal with you husband after the party or with, or else we'll walk in and you know i'll be like hey how's it going you know and then we maybe go off to the corner and be like okay we need to stop this crap because we're not bringing that you know and then kind of walk through it and talk through it um but it's hard there there has been occasions where i'm just if i'm really upset and you know i'm say we're out and about and then all of a sudden I just tank and my emotions tank. Sometimes I haven't been able to like switch it and then I'll just be like, I gotta go. I need to get out of here. You know, like that. That's a little bit different than if it's like before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's because all of a sudden I'm in this place and I'm not having a good time and I'm not. And then that's where I feel like, okay, I got to remove myself from that. Yeah. 
And then same with walking up to the door. I'm in that place, not having a good time. I need to remove myself from that. Mm. And then walking into the door, it's a new environment and new mindset. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 100% what it is. Like if I'm upset, but I get to the door, it's like, like you said, I don't want to bring people in my crap, but also it's like removing yourself from that space. And also in the reverse, like if it happens at the party, then Wait, I kind of lost my train of thought. But it's still like removing yourself from that space. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I think that's definitely where the introvertedness really comes through because it's like, wait, for me to actually process and feel what I need to feel to go through this, I have to be by myself because this is distracting. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer to everybody else. I don't want everybody asking me what's wrong with me or where I went or anything like that. I just need to get out and process because I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want people to have to deal with me in that way either. Yeah, that's super interesting, Jamila. Um, it makes me think about like how feelers, um, they're more comfortable, like constantly, like engaging with their emotions in the sense that like, I don't know, when you were talking about just feeling what you feel and like wanting to emotionally like move people, like you want people to like cry and like it, it kind of like says to me that like, you guys, want to live in a state where you're constantly like interacting with your emotions if you knew a person who you were sure was an isp but you couldn't tell if they were a ti or an fi or you couldn't tell if they're an istp or an isfp how would you go about figuring that out if they're <laughs> this is this might sound negative but like if they're an istp i usually understand what they're saying if they're an isfp i'm usually struggling <laughs> totally a thing though it's totally a thing <laughs> like yeah, a language and i'm just no, waiting because they're not necessarily clear they're just they're speaking they are speaking another language right the, the fi language and that for me is like okay yeah but how does that work like what are the moving parts <laughs> there are no moving parts this isn't ti you know <laughs> yeah like when i'm talking to you guys i do feel like there's a veil over you like where I can't, I'm not able to like pull back. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to peer into you guys a little bit more and be like, what are they thinking? Like, that's where I'm kind of like, cause I'm, I'm listening to your words, but I'm not like. Feeling them. <laughs> I was about to say, you're try, trying to get the emotion. Like the <laughs> yeah. there are no like, there. Is that what you're feeling, Jamila? Um, I mean, now that you mentioned it, I you know what I, I noticed? Not really them talking, but how they look. Like, I feel like Dan looks like he just thinks everybody's stupid, but then he starts talking and it's like, oh no, he seems like a really friendly guy. Mara is kind of similar, except, and maybe this is because she's a woman, I don't know, but it, she has more of like a smirk on her face. So it's like a little bit more like, inviting i guess where i feel like me and you we have more of like a um affirming face on camera or at least like right now mm -hmm. it's like mm, mm, yeah 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 and i'm like oh my gosh Dave thinks i'm an idiot i'm sure um but yeah so that's what i know not as much like what they're saying but i understand what you're saying now that you mention it yeah. And another yeah. thing is with you and me, when we're talking, we're like, you know, we're we're actually using our, our hands and our body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're more expressive. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just more, you know, like 
yeah, I wouldn't know what I really would think. <laughs> when I go to the festivals, I like going to the festivals. I'm like, my friend's going to be it's like, and, and just more like, um, they're just stating the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you're probably looking at us like, why do they got to be so sing-songy, you know, and like um, emotive and maybe that'd be a one big sign. Like you two are a little more like, yeah, I'd go here and then we'd do there and then, yeah. And, and then we're like, oh, and then I don't know. Yeah. I'm noticing that big difference. Just so I guess mm -hmm. feelers are looking more like the feelers when it comes to emoting. Yeah, totally. When I when I went through personality hackers certification process, they have like the dichotomy differences of feeler and thinker. And in the feeler dichotomy, they have like sing songiness, like emotiveness. It's just generally like there there are tells that they're emotionally conveying something. Whereas like thinkers are less likely to have that. What Jamila and Sheila seem to be pointing out is that Dave and Mara are less on general like emotive or showing like emotional signs, which can like trouble feelers who are looking like to see if like they're giving off an emotional sign. <laughs> so it's like, what's happening with them? It's cause like, there's not, there's no like um, emotional signal to read off of you guys. And it can be like confusing. Well, where are you yeah, guys? Yeah, I take the context into account as well. <clears throat> like if you look on other videos, I'm super smiley and laughing and shit, but like this one, yeah, probably not as much just cause the, the, the uh, yeah, the context, the scenario is different, I guess. Yeah, blanket over you guys or over us either. Like, just like <laughs> even when we're speaking, um, a little more, I think we're a little more wordy too. Like, you two seem yeah. to get to the meat and potatoes of <laughs> the the topic, like, which is great, and I and I love it. And like, I feel like we might be more wordy, like, just. Yeah. I wonder if um, you clock how many words we say a day versus ISPPs say a day. I wonder if we if if feelers talk more. Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. I think we usually get to the point a lot of times. Whereas you guys, it feels like you're you're kind of processing what's going on while you're talking so much. It's like you're trying to convert the feelings inside to words, which mm -hmm. it's diff it's a difficult translation. That's not mm -hmm. so easy, right? you know, converting thinking or logic to words, it's the language is kind of built on that, right? So it's not, not mm -hmm. super difficult, right? Funny thing you mentioned about me looking like I think that you're stupid. This is the criticism that usually ISTPs get from Leadify people that they feel like they feel like that we think that they're stupid, which is not the case. Sometimes we just we're thinking we're thinking about what you're saying, but we don't we're not like passing judgment. On the other hand, we feel like that we're constantly offending you guys. I'm like, oh God, I've, I've upset them. <laughs> <What did I say? laughs> so it's like there's that there's a there's a big miscommunication. Mis uh, I feel like a lot of times where one side feels like the other side's judging the other. Yeah, that's no reason, right? Yeah. I feel like I default to a thinking face, and the thinking face doesn't look like a friendly face. Yeah. <laughs> when I come out of the thinking face, I have to remind myself, okay, you need to smile now. Yeah. No, I do agree. Like. And every day I have been told that I have a resting bitch face. So like, I definitely understand. I think that F IFPs do have kind of more of a mopey face in a way or something that is different from like a thinker, like 
stoic face a little bit. So I do get what you're saying. I think for this context, for whatever reason, maybe because we're talking about feelings, <laughs> then it's a little bit of a different type of communication, um, like body and word. Um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. And then also, so I, I would say, cause I know a lot of ISTPs and a lot of ISFPs. And for whatever reason, like my relationship with the ISTPs is always like, they're making fun of me or, or like, that sounds like really sad. I don't really mean it in that dramatic of a way, but like, I don't know. It's like, we're just always picking on each other in a way. And yeah, it's just kind of hard to explain. Maybe just the disconnect. And when you don't understand something, mm -hmm. you like to joke or make light of it to be able to come to the connection. I loved what you said, Dave, too, about how thinkers, you know, the logical brain and the thinking comes out in the concrete words a little easier than how, you know, us, you know, the FI at the top were like getting all these emotions and our, you know, we, we know the emotions, but it's not like we can just blah the emotions it's like we have to go all the way down to our thinking logically form this thinking and then come back out and try to make it a reality and so i feel like it does take us a little longer to um so that's why we are stumbling over our words maybe or trying to convey and, and i think that's why a lot of times after um ISFPs and I know um, INFPs, I hear it a lot from them. They're always like, when, when you're talking and saying something, then you're looking out at the tribe and you're like, does that make sense? You know, like we're always like looking at your like, you know, did that make sense? Do you understand? Like we're, we're like looking at you like for some feedback, like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, because we're like so in um, insecure about our thinking process of, getting it out there and making it sound like it's like tangible. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, give me some feedback, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you always make uh, sense, Sheila. I love hearing you're what right. you have to say. I feel like I make no sense. You do, girl. You do. You make sense to me, at least. I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you say, Sheila, reminds me of this analogy that I've heard before. So feelers tend to like when they try to convey their logic what will happen is like it's like a dirty faucet they have to like they have to wait for the dirty water to go through in order for the clean water to then come through so the logic comes after a while of trying to articulate it whereas like thinkers it seems like when they're trying to articulate it thinkers get to the meat and potatoes of their actual point like in a more concise logical way than feelers like because in, in in general it gets it takes a while sometimes for feelers yeah. Um, which I do notice in your speech patterns. Um, and so one difference um, I would draw is that, yeah, I, I agree with Sheila. She, she mentioned at some point that like when ISTPs are talking, like I noticed it in this chat too, um, their answers are actually more emotionally generic. So when I hear it, I'm like, okay, so what, what does that tell me about you? Like, and like, and then it really doesn't really tell me anything, even though you're telling me something. <laughs> um, whereas I noticed with the ISFPs, it's more genuine. So it's like, I'll get an answer, but I actually know you a little more after that answer. 
So like, it doesn't make sense. Like someone yeah. can answer a question and then you can go like, huh, how is that like different than any other human being? In the sense that like, I don't feel like you disclosed anything actual about yourself where I noticed with FE users, like sometimes when they'll answer something, it'll still be generic. Oh, in the and that annoys me, okay? Yeah. that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I wanna draw those emotions out of you and it's not working. It's like, I, it's like I wanna pull that. <sighs> and I just can't, like how Jamila talks about when she's singing and she wants to move people and, 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 and experience that feeling together like and that's why like when I'm listening and wanting to ask you questions it's like and that maybe that's why I'm feeling the need to take over Joyce's job here because I'm like okay I, I, know, I, know, I, can I know I could pull something out of these two and I I'm not being able to and I, and Dave, I absolutely adore Dave I mean I've watched so many videos with you and you're hilarious you're like but then when you and I are sitting here, it's like, you. I feel like I'm, I'm like scaring you or I can't pull it out of you or I don't know what it is. You're trying to pull something out of me that isn't there. I think that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. I was going to ask that, like, is it just nothing is there or is it you're not aware of something or like, what do you think it is? I, I think it's probably more of a lack of awareness. Cause I'm kind of watching you all. It's like you can process yourself in real time, out loud. <laughs> or at least you're trying to, even though sometimes you're stumbling a bit. Whereas I, I'm just over here like, I've got no clue. <laughs> I don't even know how to even figure this one out. I need to go ask someone who knows me. <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think in interviews, it's also tough to pull those out. Like this format, you know, it's tough. To, to be in an interview and to have emotions come out. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. If you put me at a festival or somewhere, or you put me in like a completely different setting, then it's, I haven't, but this, I don't have like an emotional reaction to it so much. Maybe a bit of nervousness and maybe like, not much more than that. Like right now feeling, I'm just feeling kind of pleasant, I guess. I don't really have any strong emotion. I feel like hey, I feel good, you know, I don't really have any. Do you think emotion. you know because we're being recorded and we know that this is going to go out on YouTube? Do you think that's part of you holding back too? Like, are you thinking about that? Like the future consequences of putting this out there, and then other people are going to watch. Like, if this wasn't being recorded, do you think you'd be like more apt to? Or, but you said there's just we're, I'm not pulling anything out because it's not there. <laughs> I was kind of making a joke. It's like, okay, of course you have emotions, right? Like, um, oh, you weren't literal? No, I just, yeah. I don't so mess with there's, like, there's just a lot going on right now in my head, like about this whole interview, trying to answer the questions right, trying to, to vibe with everyone, trying to all this, you know, there's a lot of like calculating going on. And when you're doing that, you can't tell stuff. It's either or. Like, I can't do both. Oh, I think that's why. I don't really have a lot of calculations going on in my head right now. They're not like like literal, like I'm like doing math in my head. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just keeping track of a lot of different little things and, and trying to like, you know, um, be like a good fit for the video and answer the questions and really understand what you guys are saying. 
So there's a lot of that going on, which probably maybe you guys are kind of doing the same thing, right? But like, it, it doesn't feel like there's room for emotion right now, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably why there's a bit of that emotional delay with the inferior FEs. Because we're either processing everything, I guess, more logically or whatever, and then we're not going to feel the emotion until later. Yeah, like I'll feel something after the thing. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> or like, yeah, or whatever, you know, depends on how it goes, right? Um, but I'm not like, I'm not aware of that right now because I think my, my brain is prioritizing something else, you know? That makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, it's hard for me to totally wrap my, my little mind around it, but I, 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 I think I understand what you're like. For me, like I can process all the emotions real time. Um, like, yeah, it's it's me. I gotta process the thoughts out loud. Like, yeah, like how Mara says, it it sounds like we're just talking it out loud and processing it real time. Yeah, um, it kind of goes back to like the first question that I heard about who we are and it's like that's kind of what this interview is you're just kind of like asking us who we are and so number one i think that's a little bit why we're more expressive in this context because that's like our thing is knowing that and figuring that out and it, putting it out on the road in a way that's most authentic to us but then number two i think that's why you know well yeah i, I lost my train of thought again but it was going back to what she was is it, what did you cut out there at the end? Sorry. I was saying it was what I was trying to say was going back to what Sheila was saying, but okay. I forgot what that was. Oh, oh, it's okay. I do that too all the time. Yeah. Like, wait, what was the question I just had to ask? Like, where, how did I get here? Yeah. It happens to me all the time. I don't. I think that maybe that's like an SE thing. I, yeah, I think it's a, it's like a, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that yeah that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for the ISTPs, how does it feel like to process an emotion after the event? The, I think it's it's not even that it's delayed after this. It's that the completion of this, I have emotional reaction to the completion of it and to how I viewed how the whole thing went. I might have different emotions that pop up during it. I'm not really focusing on those because I'm trying to be in the interview. But like as far as delay, I've I know some ISTPs definitely have delays. Like I know like an ISCP that has to look in the mirror to see like how he's feeling. Like there's a delay there. Like he doesn't get it until later. I don't know if there's a delay. Like where, where does the delay thing come from? Did you hear that somewhere or what's the, do you also have that or? No, I mean, I'll do that. It, it depends on, it's going to depend on the, I guess the depth of it and the impact. So there'll be times where like, if I'm hit with multiple things at once, I'll have to process them one at a time. So I will be completely unbothered by certain things and only focusing on the one thing. And then once I'm through the one thing, now I'm bothered by the other thing. And it'll kind of be a step-by-step -step process. But like, I'll, I'll have something happen that I'll be fine with in the moment and it'll bother me later. Because I'm just kind of dealing with it in the moment, completely detached from it. And then later I go, you know, I'm kind of mad. <laughs> I don't can't believe that person said that. And it'll be completely later. Hmm. Okay. I think the pattern is like when we're when, when the thinking brain is activated it means when we're dealing with a problem or we or using ti to, to handle something but there's not a lot of room for emotion so the delay comes once the ti shuts down and we're back to mm -hmm. baseline i would say that's probably the 
the pattern, yeah, I guess. That, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Like when I walk, if I, when I walk away from this today, I know that I really won't be processing emotions. I'll be processing thoughts more like, uh, okay. or like, um, Ooh, what, I wonder how they took me, wonder what they thought of that, wonder if they understood where I really was coming from. Those are all the things that I'll be processing walking away from this is your thoughts on it um, and, and, and grappling with grappling, grappling, grappling with that. Um, but yeah, it won't be like right now I'm more in the emotional part of it. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, hopefully I'm like, I'm hoping they're having a good time. I'm hoping I'm having a good time. Like, it's like the emotions are now it's the thinking comes later. I'm like, oh, sh shoot, did I screw up? Did I make them mad? Like, well, I guess that's a mad, like, but I'm, yeah, I'm more worrying about how, how I came across. Like, I hate being, um, interpreted the way others interpret me because it's like that's not what i meant or you know like that's what i'll walk away and, and be like all like oh crap yeah i worry about that too and thankfully yeah the same concern definitely about how we think the same <laughs> it's like an ip thing i think because we're not like like that's important for us, you know, whether it's FI or whatever, it's whatever, you know, I think that's like a important thing. And you're also not, or at least I, I can speak, I guess, just for Sheila and I, but like, you're also kind of not aware of how people are seeing you as well. So you're also kind of like, eh, that came off okay. You know, it's kind of like, I feel like IPs are kind of blind to, to how the, the other people see you, you know, you're aware of how you see you, but the way other people see you, that's kind of need feedback for that, you know, or like explicit feedback sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I actually heard from personality hacker that ISPs because of like the lower NI and TE and FE that we can basically what you just said like we it's hard for us to really know like how other people feel about us or what they're thinking about us and so a lot of times we might even draw our own conclusions because it's like that immature NI of not really accurately being able to go into other people's perspective and stuff like that so yeah yeah definitely yeah the ni definitely plays like a big part right because so you have to kind of step out like what you said and into your imagination a bit right if you're going to imagine how other people are thinking about you that's like the it's in you know and so it's it's in and then it's your whatever your extroverted decider is whether it's fe or t so it's like oh that's hard it's um yeah. Yeah, for ISTPs, it's knowing like the F, so the vibe. It's something and it's we don't sit and beat myself up very long, you know. But it, I, I do think about it. Like, you know, sometimes I might think about it for five minutes, and sometimes I might think about it for twenty. You know, it's like especially when I've said something on something, and I've seen somebody's reaction to it. Like, and then I'll suddenly be like, ooh, and then I'll I'll clock that or put that back there and then revisit it, you know, later, um, be like, Oh, remember that time when they, they kind of gave you that eyebrow and you're like, Oh yeah. I wonder what that meant. And that demon <laughs> and I, it's like, then you start like, I wonder if that meant this, I wonder if that meant that. And then you're like, I don't know. I wonder what they thought of it. And then, and, you know, and you could, you could totally get caught up in it. And then sometimes you just gotta be like, 
screw it. So it, it just depends, I guess. Probably for me, it depends how much I value that other person is how much energy I'll put into that other person. If I don't really care for them, I didn't like them that much, I'd be like, meh. Well, they didn't like me, you know, or if I'm like, oh, I really hope I made a good impression. Then you're like, oh, I wonder if I made a good impression. And so mm -hmm. do you think that plays a role too, like how much you value somebody else? Yeah, I think to some degree. I think I worry about with anyone, even if they're not necessarily highly valuable. It's still like, because it feels like, I don't know. Um, it feels like I did something wrong, even if it's just them misinterpreting something or them having their own issues somehow it feels like it's my responsibility so even if it's someone i don't value or someone i don't really know still it like hits for me a little bit because it felt like there's something wrong here you know which isn't the case right you have to step out of that and you know see it clearly but, but yeah i feel that yeah i can relate to that mm -hmm. how about you mara do you like after the fact and um, making an impression on somebody, do you think you put more worry in if you value that person more if, or you really like them versus if you don't really care for them that much or does it not matter? Like, It's going to, well, so I'll pro I probably will worry more if I value them. It also depends on how much I'm going to have to interact with them in the future. <laughs> if it's like a one and done and I don't really, you know, then I don't, probably give it a whole lot of thought afterwards. I might some. But I do a decent amount of analyzing after the fact, like, crap, why'd I do that? <laughs> so do you think your NI also starts, you know, make, like making guesses then? Like, ooh, I wonder if, if, like, say you said something, you're like, oh, I wonder if that landed like this. I wonder if they took it like that. I wonder, do you do that or sometimes I guess depending on what it is because I know I've sometimes gone back and felt the need to clarify before depending on what it was and who it was I hope that didn't come out wrong because <laughs> I'm texting like the next day and <laughs> they're probably like why is she even <laughs> Yeah, like another ISTP I know always like when we're in like a chat group together, whenever he leaves, he's like, I hope I didn't offend anyone. If you were offended, I'm really sorry. And he just, he always has to check because he's not really sure because of the demon and I, right? So I think, yeah, it's the same thing where you're like, this could have meant this. What did this mean? Oh, this could have meant this. You know, it could have been this. Oh, what if it means that? Oh, no. But yeah, I, I process the value thing a bit more. And yeah, it does make a big difference. Like if it's someone, like if it's someone I'm dating, then it's like, then I'm eyeing all over the damn place. Oh, well, what does this mean? Oh, okay. Well, they, they, they typed differently this time than they did. Maybe they're upset or maybe this, that, that. So yeah, the value does come into play. I think I had to think about that a bit more. But yeah, that's definitely a, a thing for sure. I think usually when I'm doing that, though, I'm, I'm, I'm honing in on a physical cue that they gave me that I might not have yeah. immediately like processed in the moment of when I'm going, oh, they did that. They responded like that. that that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's not necessarily in my brain a wild guess. It's, oh, they gave me a clue. <laughs> okay. But then you interpret that clue the way you want Yes, then I'm trying to figure out, hey, how to, <laughs> yeah. are you wrong? Do I need to fix something? <laughs> yeah. It's like in the game Clue. Oh, I think Mr. Colonel did it with the candlestick. You know, like you're you're just guessing. You're like, you know, like, uh, I think, you know, like that's that game is was 
one of my favorites, and that is like a, a demon NI perfect game or an NI game, you know, because because you're just getting these sensory things. At least for me with SE, it's like you're you know you're you're getting these little sensory clues from other people when you're listening to them. Because if they, you know, like you know, if they ask a question, you have to really listen because you know you have to be okay. Are they are they just asking about Mr. Plum? because they have Mr. Plum or are they asking about Mr. Plum because they don't have Mr. Plum? You know, like you have to sit and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in, in that sense, it is an, an eye game. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> see, the, the, the thing with my TI is that I can like rationalize how it could be a game about the other functions too, but that's a really good argument for, for NI. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I was wondering, what other tells could differentiate like TI and FI? TIs won't shut up about what they think. And they'll often like, they'll, um, if you say something that is like, maybe not super logically consistent or you messed up some fact or whatever, they usually say it to you, which is really triggering for everyone, even other TI people. Um, I think you'll hear FI people always like, if, if you if you put something out there that is either likable or not likable, they'll always share that with you, what their opinion is on it as well. So we're always telling you what we think, what we think is correct, not correct. They're always telling you if they like it or not. And we'll often bring up something that they like that's in, related to maybe something that you like as well. Like, oh, or also shared experience as well. I see that a lot more with FI, um, where it's like, if you have an experience, they'll also relate their own experience. Oh, I remember when I was in the exact same thing and I did that too, and I felt this way and all that. And I mean, everyone kind of does that to a degree, but I feel like I see um, FI is doing that quite a bit too, so. So like in that type of conversation, what would y'all say? Because like you just said, my natural inclination is to self-reference, which, you know, I'm self-conscious about because I'm like, am I making it about me, blah, blah, blah. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, we self-reference to you all the time. We would, okay, did we do the same thing? Yeah, to some degree. Like It's like, oh, you did that too. I did this. Um, but yeah, how do you tell the difference and what are we, how are we doing it? I think I have to process that a bit because it's, um, it's hard to say. Say we both have lost a dog. Say, oh, okay. say you lost a dog. Say you're, okay. one, your, your dog died. And then okay. I'm coming to you and I'm like, oh, my dog died yesterday. What's your response, or, or, or what would you do or say? Uh, it's it's a good job. Yeah, that's a good it's a good uh, thing you did there. That's to highlight the difference. Yeah, yeah. It would be more like focused on you. Like it'd be more like, yeah. Like, okay, I have to fe now. You can do this, Dave. Okay, I'm really sorry. Uh, I can't imagine what you're feeling right. You know all that stuff. And like, so it's like that. It's focused on, okay, what does this person need right now? How can I comfort this person? How can I help them process this? But I feel like in that in that scenario, if I'm talking about, oh, I had a dog that died once too, I feel like I'm taking the focus off of them for that. Um, but there are definitely other scenarios where somebody brings something up and then I'll bring up when it happened to me as well. But I guess with emotional things, maybe that's where the difference is. If it's something that was like at a very emotional event and somebody's telling me, it, especially if it's something tragic, then I feel like I'd like I need to support them there and I'm not gonna engage, you know, stuff about myself at that point. Mara, my dog died yesterday. Yeah, I don't think I'd be very quick to bring up the fact that my dog died like 10 years ago. 
I think I would probably keep that to myself and try to focus on like, you know, I'm sorry, that sucks. Like I'm not very good at feeding, so <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> but I definitely don't think I would pull up my past experiences with it. I think I would just try to focus it on you. How about you, Sheila and Jamila? You got your names rhyme. <laughs> That's true. Your name ends in LA, also means that you're FI. We found a new pattern. <laughs> Yes, and last time you said we looked alike, so that's funny. Um, you know, I just realized I think it's hard for me to really uh, emote. No, that's not the word. But like help somebody or whatever, like we're talking about if I haven't experienced it myself. Like I can be emotionally there for them, but it's hard for me to know what to say. That's what I'm trying to say. It's hard for me to know what to say if there isn't like an exact emotional or exact experience for me to pull from. Um, and a lot of times like people, well, I have one friend, he's an INFJ, but a lot of times he can sense that I'm just kind of trying to make words come out. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I literally don't really know what to say because I haven't had this experience with, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, I would say it's pretty natural. I try to, to like self-reference, but I try to kind of gauge the situation and see like, okay, like, should I say this or, you know, should I not, or should I like let them have them, their space and then maybe like throw it in later. So I try to kind of balance it out because I don't necessarily feel like this strong need to just make it about me or, you know, take away from their experience. So I try to be sensitive to that. And I also know that a lot of people are kind of keen to that as well. Like they want to feel like you feel them and they want to have a shared experience. Um, cause some people feel like, okay, so you were just telling me this, but like, you know, you didn't tell me about your problems or you never talk about your problems or whatever, whatever. So I try to be sensitive to that as well. Just trying to understand what the other person would need in that moment. Um, but like I said, it is, I guess, a little bit more natural for me to, you know, automatically kind of <clears throat> personally, internally, but it just takes discernment to figure out when or how or if to bring it up. Yeah, the discernment does take a lot of practice too. Um, and I think that just takes years of, of seeing where you messed up before and all oh, that didn't go over so hot there. And But like if somebody came to me and said, oh, their dog died, my first thought was I quick go to my emotion of when my dog died. And like, it's all of a sudden, it'll just bring me to that quickly. like. In my mind, I'm already like, oh, yeah, I know how that. So I can quick, like, know how that feels if I've had that feeling before. But a lot of times, the if I if I don't come out and say, oh my gosh, I, that's so sad. I know how that feels. You know, like if I don't, you know, if I say, you know, you know, my dog's died too. I, I that must be so hard. If I if I don't say that, where I've learned to be like, okay, Sheila, let's not bring up your emotions. But sometimes I still can't help but be like oh my gosh, Jimmy, you know, like say their dog was named, I'd be like, I love Jimmy. Oh, he was so sweet. I bet you're, you know, like I'll, I'll 
end up still bringing up how much I love the damn Jimmy and be like, but then in a way it'd be like, you know, um, be like, Jimmy was such a great dog, you know, like trying to like bring up memories and of, of how Jimmy was special to me, therefore he's special to you. And like, I want to connect in those emotional feelings. So it's like, I, I, I do want to pull them into me and I pull them into, you know, like, yeah. No. I think that's the big difference between FI and FE. And that's really interesting to hear like how you described it. And I've heard that's also like the way you guys relate to people and things is to, to have your own experience and then match it with that. Yeah. And then, but FE, like I was, so as you were saying that, I was like trying to go through my mind. Okay, what is it like for me? Do I go? to my own past experience to relate to them. But no, it almost feels more general. It almost feels like, okay, what is the the feeling of a dog dying like? It's not, I don't go to any past experience of like, what is what is this in general like to lose a to dog or something like that? But I don't take it from personal experience. It just, there's somehow there's just a feeling of like what that is like, even if I haven't experienced it yet. Somehow there's still a kind of a, I'm not going to feel it probably as deeply as you guys do because you have like an actual experience of that that you're going back to, but I'll get like the gist of it. And so that's like, I think maybe the difference there. Yeah, it goes back to the like ice TPs because of FE will have a more generic like reaction, whereas the FI user will have a more genuine reaction. Like it because it's like you're you're connecting your realness to another person's realness, and there's like this sort of intimacy of a emotional resonance between you guys whereas like fe its natural response is more more broad like it for lack of a better way of putting it i don't feel like i have that quick of a reference to my emotions anyway because like i did have a dog that died like 10 years ago or something and i was sad at the time i don't feel anything now and i can't remember how i felt then it's just kind of not there anymore. <laughs> you don't catalog your emotions? I, uh, <laughs> like, I was sitting there thinking because you were saying you did the dog die example. And I went, okay, so I have that example. <laughs> I got nothing like, I mean, I, may, I imagine maybe if it was something that was more traumatic for me, maybe it was like a, an actual family member, maybe it might be different, I would hope. But, um, <laughs> But just, yeah, just think, in that moment, I'm thinking like, well, no, I was really sad when it happened, but I don't remember anything now. Yeah, yeah, the, that might be a difference between FE and FI too. FI catalogs its emotions, FE doesn't most of the time, unless it's like a really big event. But um, what will happen is I had this chat with Heidi Parib. She's an ENFP, and we were talking about like how FE will experience an emotion in real time, but then it will slowly forget about the emotion after it's happened. So it doesn't have like the same cataloging effect that FI does. Of course, all humans do everything. Like so, you you will do it, but FI it can recall an emotion just like it first experienced that emotion. So it's like if you felt that emotion of your dog dying, like you don't forget how that felt. Like you can go back and retrace how that felt and the first time you felt it. With FE, sometimes it can feel less real after you felt it. And, and so it's harder to, to re-go back to that experience to relate it back to you because it even feels a little less real to us to, to bring back up that experience. Yeah. yeah, it feels like the the FI relating, the FI 
emotional connection is much stronger. Like it's much more of an intense thing. But I also feel like in FI, people correct me if I'm wrong, but like FI has trouble empathizing if they haven't had the same experience. So like if you something happens to you that they haven't experienced and it's kind of hard for them to, to relate to that. Whereas I feel like FE can pretty much relate uh, almost just about anything, but it doesn't relate as deep as maybe FI would. I feel like maybe that's the one of the big differences, I guess. Yeah, if I haven't had the experience of something, I can imagine how that would feel. Like, um, I've talked about m my best friend, she lost her son, and I have a daughter. And I've never lost a child, but I think about how, it, like, even like, on my day off, I'd be like, oh, I'll, pro you know, like process what it would be like if, she, you know, even that before I'd be like, what if she got kidnapped? What if she got hit by a car? Like I'm processing these like emotions that probably will never happen that um, have never happened, but I'm, I have, I'll, I go there, I go to these dark, sad things and I'll be like, oh, that would, you know, and then I'm like sitting in them for a while. So when my friend did lose her son, Yes, I didn't have experience to pull up, but I quickly could go like, oh, that would be, it would feel like this if my daughter, like I would, so I can do it, um, but it's it's kind of a, a step. It's like a, an extra step of, okay, there's their emotion. I go into me like, okay, I'm going through my catalog of FI emotions and be like, okay, File, going through the file cabinet, okay, that, that one would be like the worst feeling ever. And then I could come back out and be like, oh, you know, and then, so it's not like real time. It's like, a, there's like this step in and then coming out. I don't know. That was so well explained, Sheila. Amazingly explained. Yeah, so... I, I do think what Dave said was was very true. I will say, like Sheila explained the nuance very well. It, it's kind of like when when FI is able to, when FI is able. I know FI is known that like if it hasn't experienced it, then it it has a harder time empathizing. That's that's one side of FI. There's another camp of FI where what Sheila described is that they're able to like simulate how it's like to feel something, even if they haven't felt it, but because it's because they're able to go back into their catalog and like make it inside. Like it's almost a more like conscious or, or more fine-tuned pinpointed way of trying to empathize. Cause like, I don't know, like how I see it is like when FI empathizes, it doesn't half-ass it at all. Like it full, it full, it full asses it. <laughs> so what, what Sheila's saying is like, when, when she is empathizing for when your child has, has died, she's not just like surface level empathizing. Like she is going like full out digging within herself and then like empathizing. FI has this like deep empathy, like capacity for deep empathy that is not spoken about in general that I think was touched on really well. Um, and while FE can care too, it does it in a different way. It's not as like searching within the depth of yourself to then understand another person's experience fe is more of a like broad approach which makes it less personal i can agree that i can empathize but like i said earlier i think it is harder for me to like verbally 
articulate it. it it's kind of a case by case thing, but it's easier for me to know what to say if I've been through it than it is if I haven't. But like, I could just sit there and cry with you. Like we could do that, but I might not exactly know what to say. Yeah, I, I sometimes don't know what to say either. Like, cause I, I'm, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know, like, especially when somebody's really, you know, in this emotion. And that was probably like, I've talked about it on other things, but that was the hardest thing, you know, walking with her through her, her son died when he was 15. So she had, you know, this whole life with him. And so, and me and her being friends for so long, it's like, yeah, when, when, when I went with, you know, to her, it's like, there was, I just, I knew there weren't even words to even say it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, just laying with her and holding her and hugging her and just being in that when she's crying and, and just mm-hmm. crying with her and, and just riding that wave with her, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and spending that time. But then like, I've talked about it in my um, videos too. Like even when I would leave, you know, for the day and, and, not, and be away from her, it would still just be this heavy, like, emotional like heaviness where I've talked to other FE people they're just like you know when they get in the car and they drive away it's it's like that emotion doesn't linger with them as long um where like you know I would just go home or just be like ball and and maybe it was the depth of the emotion too like depending on how heavy the emotion is but like yeah just be like okay I need to just like, yeah, it's like almost having to process the death of a child, even though it wasn't my child, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It was uh, heavy. I don't. And yeah. So I don't know. I also wanted to say some to something that you said earlier about how before that happened, like, or regardless, you always are thinking like, oh, what if this happens to my children? And so I think that also what could emulate FE, not saying that it's all the time, I'm not saying this is what you were talking about, but I think a lot of times what could emulate FE or empathy or whatever is that NI process, <laughs> especially in that tertiary position of us kind of just thinking like, what is the worst case scenario? And cause I know I do that all the time. Like what if this happened or, you know, how would I feel if this happened or what if I come home and, you know, this happened. So I think that's also another thing that's kind of like, are we sympathizing or are we just putting ourselves in that perspective kind of, and, not as much of an emotional way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like with you and me, I think, you know, because we had the FINI and it's kind of our processing things. It's like, like how you say, you come home and sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, what if I walked in the house and somebody robbed my house mm-hmm. or, you know, killed my dog or it's like, and then I will run through all the emotions that come with the what ifs it's like Mm -hmm. I can't separate the what if with the emotion it's like if this happens I have to like you know I'll feel this I'll feel that and I'll work through Mm -hmm. that and and it's like 
it's all this wasted energy of it's never going to happen, but I've, I have, I feel obligated to process that yeah, emotion sure. anyhow. And it sucks. It's like, you know, like driving down the street, yeah. just like think of some random weird thing and then you go right to the emotion of it and then you got to process it. And it's like stinks. Like why do you got to process it all the time of even stuff that doesn't happen? And maybe that's why when things do happen in the real world, we do have such a, a grasp of the feelings because we've sat and processed all this fake feelings that <laughs> that never even occurred. Yeah. Like as ISTPs, do you guys ever, you know, like do that? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep replaying what Dave said about how he notices the difference if he doesn't know what we're saying. Yeah. Are we speaking German? Or no, you you don't understand German. Are we speaking uh, Swahili? You have no idea what the hell is <laughs> I I cannot sit in a lot of emotion for very long. That that is not something I'm just going to do. Oh, I usually is this is a relatively like calm, passive state if we sit there and just be thinking about all these emotions that aren't even mine it's not really gonna happen usually also i think in the moment too like if somebody's sharing something with me i can't relate to and therefore i don't know what to say or i feel like i'm not adequately like showing that i care what i'm trying to do is still put myself in the in I position where it's like oh i can sympathize with them because I'm like in their perspective, although I can't really feel what they're feeling, you know, depending on what it is. If it's something super traumatic, then yeah. But if it's like, oh, you know, something not as traumatic, then it's just more so me putting myself in their position. And yeah. That was such a, like a profound thought, like where FI likes to generate like fake emotions or not, not fake, they're real emotions, but it's almost like it's the event hasn't happened yet, but you're trying to know how you'd feel in that event. So it's more like you, you, you dwell a lot in your emotions and you spend a lot of time there. Um, it's like your water basically with ISTPs. I would say that emotions aren't exactly like their water. I <laughs> feel like, it is, like, like, I was just going to ask, like, not even with your thoughts, like, do y'all think, Oh, what will I think in this situation or no? I have a hard time doing that. Oh. Like I, I can think of the, I can feel the emotions in the room. I can do that to some degree. Gotcha. Once I'm gone, once I'm detached from it, it's gone, and it's over. It's like they weren't any kind of significant to me at all. It's gone and it's over. And I, yeah, I have a hard time imagining how I'm going to feel about something. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like FI, even after the event, it might like imagine how it would feel during certain things, and it's like sometimes even like processing emotions after is more visceral after it and you're kind of going through it and still imagining it even after it's passed and i think like i guess like maybe it's like fi trying to draw some like some emotional significance out of it whereas like with fe is less likely to go that deeply into its one feeling like that that's just my inference and because we're short on time uh does anyone want to say any final thoughts I love ISTPs. Me too. <laughs> I really do. Y'all are great. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love, gotta love you love guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little scary to you guys with all our uh, 
feelings. <laughs> I wouldn't call it scary. Oh, good. What good. would you call it? It would only yeah, be scary if it was being trying to be drug out of me. It'd be different. <laughs> do, you, do you feel us trying to drag it out of you? Or, or do you feel me trying to drag it out of you? I mean, do you feel this pull? No, no. Okay. Good. I don't want to I, I had other spirits and other abidons, which has been a little bit different, but but well, okay. It's more like specific, like close family where they, they, they I will feel this kind of like I'm trying to drag this out of you, and we're like, no, it's not there. Leave me alone. <laughs> I get that from FE sometimes where they try to like try to get your yeah, emotions. I feel out that there. more with FE. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good, because I don't ever want to come across that way, even though I no. want to connect with you on a feeling level. But I don't want to like put you in a weird like that's like the last thing I want to do is put you in a weird position of, you know, having to F when you don't want to F. But yet I want to connect. It's like I it's like I know everybody has that little baby F in them. And it's like <laughs> I just wants to like narrow in and like pinpoint your F and, and connect and like, I don't know. Yeah, like you want to be able to see it so you can relate and connect, right? But you're not like necessarily trying to pull it out. I think it's kind of what I got. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm doing it because I want to, I want to connect. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it, which it, it might be just a really crappy way of going about it, you know, but. That makes like that great. things make a lot more sense now since you because like <clears throat> I noticed when I talk to FI people and I do like bring up some kind of emotional thing or how like I felt about something or some kind of like really personal experience I have like they're like their demeanor completely changes to like really intense interest all of a sudden it's like wait what are you yeah. I also I noticed going back to the body language thing that me and she Sheila like tilt our head a lot and y'all have just been in like one position the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's a feeling thing because you kind of like yeah feelers do do the yeah 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 like, it goes huh? back to like the emotiveness of a person yeah because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah mm -hmm. and so. Thank you everyone for showing up and giving your lovely thoughts. Sheila, I loved your raw authenticity when sharing. You were able to, you know, articulate the FI process in a very, very like down to earth and correct and just in any such a beautiful way that it was like so touching to hear about how you empathize for people and the way you go about it. Like um, it's very, very, very real and raw. And I, I it was like a, a pleasure to hear. And you think that you're you're not making sense, but you make a lot of sense. And it's almost like the words you say are so impactful because they're so real to the experience of ISFP and real to the experience of Sheila that I feel like I get to know you more as you share about your experience. And I feel like I'm closer to who Sheila is. So thank you for just your you articulating your self-awareness so that other people become more self like aware of, of your process in a way that is, is, is very, very amazing. And thank you, Jamila. Um, your voice sounds like an angel because you sing and it shows in just the way that you talk on average, like it has a smoothness and when you're in a room, Jamila, your chillness takes over and you help everyone relax. 
you're like a chill pill in a person and I feel like instantly chilled when you're in a room <laughs> and yeah your goal of emotionally moving people like you you do it really well and like I feel moved when I listen to you sing a piece I feel moved when you comment and it's so real and I'm like wow just it was said in such a in a way that is connective to the human human experience so like yeah thank you fi doms for just like having your emotions connect to other people's human experience in such a genuine way that is like genuinely touching and moving like we feel it and it impacts us and we love it and you make us more human because of that and thank you thank you <laughs> mara for your website practical typing I, I really appreciate your articles, Mara. They expand my understanding of the Jungian cognitive functions because you relate it to real life examples. You say it in a way that is like actual human beings have gone through it. And like you guys have like have such a thorough understanding of type like you and Ryan and you guys are able to articulate it in a way that really does type justice. And I'm like, my life is made better after discovering your website and you know reading about your you know your ice tv mind and like your thought your articles on fe your inferior fe and just like um yeah like you're really you're a really good typology writer mara and I, I like your your ability to to be accurate and concise with your articles <laughs> and and dave dave you, you play the handpan really well dude <laughs> Your, your handpan skills are off the charts and yeah you really have that like sp artisan craft when when you when you engage in those type of things and i like how you're able to draw from your experience with fi doms you know it helped us make some insights during this conversation and you know your comment on you know fi doms they talk about their shared experience more like that really helps accelerate the conversation in a direction where we really got to learn about the differences and similarities more in depth. So yeah, I, I thank you for, for bringing that to the table. And just so everyone knows, you know, Dave and Sheila and Mara all have YouTube channels and Jamila is going to start up a singing channel one day that I'll link below as well. And you should check them out and support your SP creators out there. <laughs> And yeah, just thank you for being you because that's an awesome contribution to the earth. And I appreciate everyone for watching this video. Uh, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye all. <laughs> oh, because he lived, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives mm -hmm. All the fear is gone Because I know He holds the And life is worth living just for
because he he lives. Mm -hmm. Said life is worth the living just because he.